Hey, welcome to Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. Hey, folks, I am so thrilled to introduce you to Nadia Gordensky. She is the founder and the president of Save a Life International. And boy, I'll tell you, what a story. And she's being jo- uh, joined today by one of her biggest benefactors, Tim Lynn. He's the CEO of NRI Roof Care here in Chicago. And uh, Nadia is all in from Pennsylvania, so, uh, but she's international in scope. So Nadia, welcome. And Tim, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for having us here. All right. Um, you know, Nadia, you, you wrote a great quote. You shared it with me as to what your life verse is, and, and a couple of them, actually. So would you please tell the audience what those quotes are and why they're important to you? Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote two quotes, one from John Maxwell um, and another one, <laughs> actually mine. So the first one is, nothing comes to you until you commit yourself. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Why is that important to you? Um, you know, if you want to do your calling, your work well, without commitment, um, nothing's going to come to you. So okay. I realize that uh, with what I do, uh, especially with my character, I could um, start and uh, get distracted fast. So commitment that this is a one of things that actually keeps me uh, going because I know who am I accountable I'm accountable to God and my calling so this quote I love it and what's the next quote because <laughs> it's yours <laughs> it's mine <laughs> yeah so, uh, this quote uh, came to me with experience through my ministry so okay. when we start working with the women uh, we, uh, obviously, our ministry is pro-life. we um, helping save babies from abortion. Right. So, and what I realized that we cannot save baby if we not influence the mother from inside out. Uh, and that came to us through our experience. Because, okay. Yeah. So, so um so what are those the takeaways you want uh, uh, our audience to take away today? I know you had some, a couple, three of them there. So what are those? Hmm. Uh, let's see. First, there is no bad situation in life. They can't be turned to the beautiful things. Oh, I love it. This, I think uh, I'll elaborate on it mm-hmm. um, a little bit more from my own experience. Second quote yep. is... Uh, You want me to read another key point? Yes, please. All three of them. All three of them. Okay. No matter in what circumstances the baby is conceived, it is always a blessing and a joy at the end. Mm. And the third one, um, there is nothing more important in this world than life itself. God is life, and he started it by breathing his life into the human. Sanctity of life is the main issue we should be concerned about. So, yeah, those are <laughs> three. That's great. So they're, they're going to take those away today in spades, you know, uh, after our interview. So um, let's let the people know who Nadia is, Gordansky is. Obviously, there's a bit of an accent there. So 
Why don't you share with our audience your testimony and your background? Uh, thank you. I was born uh, in Ukraine. You, you could hear um, from my judge from my accent. Uh, half of my life I lived in Ukraine, and um, so I would like to share the story, if you will, from my personal experience how I came uh, to do what I do. Yep. And uh, if somebody would tell me that I will be working with women and we'll be talking about abortion and saving lives from abortion, I would probably laugh you in the face because mm -hmm. I never liked working with women. I was a singer and we traveled all over the country. We did evangelistic crusades. So I thought this is my passion. And at that time of life, it was. Right. So when we moved to United States... Um, I was pregnant with our second child, um, and me and my husband, we started new life in America in 1998, and uh, our second daughter was born, and um, then we lived our lives, we did our careers, and when I uh, got pregnant with a, a little boy, we didn't know that it was a boy at that time, we were so happy to have a son, um, so excited, but um, on, when I was 18 weeks pregnant, uh, my contractions started, and um, I went into premature labor, and I remember the time when I was, we were driving to the hospital, and we were praying, and please God, save this baby, we really wanted to have a little boy, and um, it was really, really hard. We begged God to save this child. So when I, we get to the hospital, I was in the hospital for six more days. They tried to stop the labor, but then after 13 hours of uh, labor, our little boy, Jonathan, was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was born, um, he was very small, and I will always remember how he looked. He was beautifully formed little baby, and I saw his heart beating. And, uh, you know, sometimes when pulse, it's, uh, you could see the pulse mm -hmm. beating. His skin was so thin that I saw his heart beating. Wow. So uh, it was really hard. Um, I remember I've never seen my husband um, crying so hard when we held his baby in his arms. So our Jonathan lived for one hour, and oh boy. they took him away. We mm -hmm. knew that he's not going to live because he was so small. Mm -hmm. So when we gave him up in arms of Jesus, so um, our life, we didn't realize at that time, but our life changed forever. So we came home, uh, remember, with like empty heart and empty hands. We didn't know how life's going to continue. We didn't have bitterness against God. We just, I just didn't know why, why, um, mm -hmm. why God put us through this particular uh, situation to see, to have him, and then to give him up. But um, then six months later, I got pregnant with uh, uh, our John, our third son. So when he was, when he was one like one month old, I was uh, invited to go with Billy Graham Crusade to Ukraine. And mm. that's where I was, I was singing at this crusade, and I met people 
my former fa fans in Ukraine who knew my music, and they invited me to come again for uh, to sing in front of the students. So six months later, a little bit over six months, I was on the plane going to, uh, actually, when John was, yeah, I was invited earlier, but when mm -hmm. my son was two months old, I was on the plane to go to Ukraine to sing at this, uh, at this concert. So that's where I met um, people who invited me to go to pro-life, mm. uh, to take part in pro-life concerts. So um, I didn't realize that it's going to be my passion. But when I went, I saw so many women and uh, we spoke in front of the students about sanctity of life. And uh, I gave my testimony and I didn't realize that I was invited to pro-life um, concert. So when I came back, I told my husband, listen, I know now why God allowed us to have this loss, to see this little beautifully formed baby. And because I found out about so many millions, 18 million, for 18 weeks of independence, from 35 to 40 millions babies were aborted in Ukraine. So mm. I had no idea about the statistics. On this trip, I realized how horrible the situation is. So when I came home to my husband and, you know, this, those aha moments when you mm -hmm. realize what, why this is all happening, I said, I have to go back. I have to go back. Mm -hmm. Six months later, I was on the plane again. And that's how we start working with students in colleges, university, talking about sanctity of life, about um, I was giving my testimony. So, and uh, when I go, went back forth, um, I started going to Ukraine more often and often. And then, long story short, through many circumstances, through different people, God showed me that we have to open, actually, first pregnancy center in Ukraine. So it wow. started from working with the students and ended up opening first center in my hometown in 2015. Wow. And when we opened it, uh, it was like, um, you know train full speed so after that we open another one and another and thanks to the god we now we have eight pregnancy centers in ukraine we're growing and especially with the war we're opening more centers and we plan to god willing to have 24 life centers uh and um yeah have a building have a clinics for women and save as many babies as we can. So that become our life passion. And I start working full time, our ministry growing. And yeah, that's what we do. Live I love team. it. I love it. Uh, now, did you grow up in a Christian family, Nadia, in, uh, in Ukraine? Yes. Yes. Okay. Actually, I was a pastor's daughter. You're a PK daughter. Oh, I love it. A PK kid. Yeah. That's great. That's right. awesome. Uh, and you came here in, in the U.S. in 98, you said? Yes. Now, that had to be a big change for you. Was that a pretty big change for you? Uh, absolutely. I yeah. grew up in a, in a social, socialistic society. Right. So, um, and time, it was 90s when Soviet Union fell apart. And, uh, of course, America was absolutely different place. But it yeah. was great. We started new, and it was amazing. Yeah. 
I have to ask you this minute that we have left. Do you you continue to sing? Do you continue to put concerts on over there? Um, actually, not concerts anymore. But I have four albums uh, in Ukrainian language, and uh, yes, I do sing when I give my testimony. When I fundraise in the churches, I usually sing, and then I give when I give my speech. It, usually, people like me like. Why don't you sing? So I, it, ah. it's a good opening for my speeches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And it gets attention and people want to come and listen to your story. And, and yeah. what a story that is. My goodness. Uh, well, we're going to come back here uh, in our next segment. And uh, we're going to pull Tim into this one a little bit because uh, here he's in the States. And we're going to be able to take and hear from him and get a little bit of his testimony why he got involved with you. And then we're going to get a deeper dive into exactly what save a life is you know the how you've been helping the women over these last number of years and all that kind of stuff get into some kind of the 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 nitty-gritty of it okay so folks stay tuned we're going to be right back with nadia and tim okay okay i'm proud to welcome inbound studio as a sponsor of faith marketplace they have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop and maintain the faith marketplace website Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and mid-sized businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their marketing technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. Get out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com, to see what I'm talking about. As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I encourage you to check them out at inboundstudio.studio. Again, that is inboundstudio.studio. I'd like to bring us back in. I got to introduce uh, Tim Lynn again. He's the CEO of NRI Roof Care uh, here in Illinois, and um, he's been a big supporter. But, you know, Tim, I I'm really want you to tell the audience, why did you get involved in this? What's your backstory about what, what, how you were compelled to, to, to be involved with Nadia and support her? Yeah, when I met Nadia, I realized she was in an um, organization that um, helped women in pregnancy crisis. And um, when I was a young man, I um, had the opportunity to um, save a life myself. Uh, my okay. my uh, future wife was um, pregnant and um, her parents said to her that she was going to get an abortion on Friday and go back to school on Monday. And um, I, for some reason, um, didn't think that was the right thing to do. So I talked to my parents and asked them what we should do. And they said, well, you should do what you think is best. Um, her parents said that if they were going to have her go to um, get an abortion on Friday and go back to school on Monday, and this never happened, and that we can't face our neighbors and we can't go grocery shopping because this is so terrible. And for me, I said, you know, what does this have to do with the situation? We have a, a, a baby on hand. And mm-hmm. I said, well, we're going to have to um, run away until you're too pregnant to get an abortion. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we, we knew that six months was to mark. So I arranged for her to um, run away. She actually left her parents a note and jumped out of her window onto a little shed and down onto the ground and then met my sister and I at the corner. I was too young to even have a driver's license. I was only 15. 15 oh, wow. So we met her. We picked her up. We went into Chicago, stayed at my brother's house, my sister's house, we called her parents every day and said, what do you guys want to do? And they said, well, we're going to kill you if we find you. Uh, we'll put a gun to your head and all these kinds oh, of wow. things. Oh, wow. So we called them every day and tried to negotiate. After six months, 
then she was six months pregnant and um, the, her parents actually came to meet with my brother and we actually went back to live with them at their house. Wow. And, and, wow. And had my son, uh, Tim Jr., which mm -hmm. is now um, 50 years old and a very successful businessman. And I have two grandchildren from that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That was a multiplication. But that's a great story. So how, well, how did you meet Nadia? Yeah, so I was at an event in Barrington and um, I, I had met her there. And she um, introduced herself and mentioned the organization she was involved in and that it saved um, lives and invited me to Ukraine. And that became a very interesting thing to me at the time. Wow. Now, how long ago was that? Yeah, that was actually about seven months ago. And since okay. then, I, I, went to, I did go to Ukraine then and spoke with um, her girls at one of her life centers, gave them some hope and encouragement, about 50 girls there, and um, just got involved in the organization to the extent of trying to help her uh, strategically implement her vision, um, lay out um, organizational plans to put 24 life centers in Ukraine, establish a $6 million capital budget to put in and purchase 24 buildings, um, then an operating budget for five years, and um, just started to strategically help her in those ways to get her vision on paper, um, and that's right. what we've done so far. Yeah, uh, that, that is, God bless you, and uh, obviously that's been a calling for you, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, I'm very passionate about it, absolutely. Yeah, that is fantastic. And, I, and folks, I had the privilege and the honor of having coffee with both Nadia and Tim earlier today, and was terrific because uh, I hadn't met Tim yet, and evidently he'd heard about me, and I, I heard him, I guess I heard about you, but I didn't remember it, so uh, that was great. Um, you know, Tim, it, it, this is, you know, a lot of people don't understand this, do they? You know, saving lives and abortion and a lot of the, the stuff we've had going on in this country about it. Um, when you're over in the Ukraine, what are you seeing? How are you, what are you seeing in the reaction people are to this? Yeah, there's no question. The, the organization that Nadia has put in place at Save a Life International with the life center she has and the paid staff and the volunteers, these girls are just um, crusaders for God crusaders to save lives, crusaders to help the women become educated, to support their um, babies. And um, it's just an amazing organization. Yeah. And, you know, Faith Marketplace is all about how you combine faith and work, right? And that's, the, you know, how, how do we bring those two things together? And this is a wonderful uh, example of that because you've got a very successful uh, businessman. You've been at uh, your company for established that, I, how long is it, 30 some yeah. years? Yeah, 43 years. 43 years, and for you to jump in to be able to support something like this, this has got to be a, a godsend. It's got to be a calling for you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been an amazing thing. About eight years ago, we, we uh, decided to make NIR a faith-based company. So as okay. a company now, we've, we've dedicated ourselves to being a faith-based company, realizing that the big goals we have and the potential income exceed the requirements that I have. And we realize that why would God give me these kinds of goals? So we realize it's to give back to his kingdom. So yep. consequently, we run a profit company now and yep. we give back uh, excess earnings to um, organizations that we believe in supporting and Save Life International is one of those. Yeah, that's great. Uh, what was the inspiration for that as far as you making, converting this into a faith-based organization and, and what prompted all that for you I to make that really, turn? I think really going to the Global Leadership Summit um, about eight years ago is where I saw different organizations, different companies um, where the owners had done that in their businesses. So I pondered that, prayed on it, and eventually it became very clear to me that the, the size and scale of the goals that I have 
Originally, I thought they might have been for myself. I now realize they were for me to express myself into God's kingdom and then with that capacity earn past myself, realizing that the money wouldn't be for me, that it would be really to support God's kingdom. So it's been a huge blessing for me to be excited about my profit-earning career, but then be able to extend it now to the day I die to just continue to earn and then continue to give back. Mm -hmm. So some people are afraid to earn. And what I say to them is earn more than you can ever need and then keep earning and then give it back to God's kingdom. Right. That's a, that's a fabulous example. And that's what, you know, God has put together for me in my life and also for Faith Marketplace because I've, you know, I've interviewed over 800 people like you uh, over the last decade. And uh, a lot of the inspiration is the same. They came to that epiphany, that realization that my work is ministry, you know, and there's a big mission field out there. Well, uh, you know, when I was in C12, they basically, uh, through a couple studies, the average small mid-market business owner has influence over 1,500 people. That's between their staff, employees, vendors, and their clients. Now, you think about that. That's bigger than most churches, right? And the fact that you can take and walk that out and people can see that, how you handle yourself, how you treat people and all that stuff, uh, that's a beautiful thing. Is your staff all bought into that? I mean, when you started making this revelation to them, how do they react? Yeah, surprisingly, nobody has ever said, we don't want to participate in a faith-based or Christian-based company. We have a, um, a Friday luncheon and, and of recent, and we do Bible studies in that Friday luncheon. And now we actually promoted one of our people to uh, being a chaplain. So now we actually have a guy that is a chaplain within the company there to support the organization and on a regular basis, he meets with different people in the company. And then in our Friday luncheon, we always have a Bible verse and, 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 and um, walk that out from there. Oh, that's great. Uh, well, Nadia, let's have Nadia. Nadia, uh, I have to ask you, what uh, in meeting Tim <laughs> a very short period of time ago, how, what's that done for you? Hmm. Uh I see God's hand, and I believe in divine appointments. I know that God leads us, and uh, what I realize that uh, God's obviously God sent Him in our lives. Since then, He was um, um, the way He reacted, and He went to Ukraine and showed me about His intention, that His sincerity to uh, to become involved in save a life, and of course. Um, he's not just only supporter and a donor. He is uh, helped to tr- he helped us to improve our vision, to transform how organization works, and um, actually grow, save a life. We're different um, from what we now seven months ago. So <laughs> um, it's a God's blessing. Yes, Tim. He's smiling, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I believe God sent him a right place and, and the right time. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got to, I've got to feel that, you know, you, you've said it perfectly. It's God's timing, right? And, and that yeah. happened. That didn't happen by coincidence. That was a divine appointment, wouldn't you say, as far as you meeting Tim at that event? And was that the global leadership uh, event that's in August, uh-huh. Tim? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a, 
I've, I've gone for about 22 years, and I had to miss last year because I had an operation, but uh, which broke my heart. But I'll be there this year, so, uh, and I'm sure you guys are too going to be there uh, in spades. But um, let me ask you, what, how much time we got remaining here, Olivia? One minute? Okay. Uh, two minutes. Okay. Hey, well, because uh, I don't want to run out of time here in this, so um, let me ask you, because uh, we're going to get into the next segment, So, but uh, to do a little deeper dive because of the money you're raising and how people can help you and support you and all that kind of stuff and what the intent is behind all that. Because as I remember in our conversation, you have eight locations in Ukraine right now. You have one in Poland, and you have one in the U.S. in Philadelphia. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, okay. And uh, I guess the, the thing that's probably on everybody's mind that's listening to this, because you're going to Ukraine, there's a war going on there. Uh, what's going on as far as some of your centers? Are they being affected by this? Some of the centers. Actually, let's put it this way. Every center was affected by war. When okay. war started last year, it, today is the day, it's a year ago when the mm-hmm. war started. So all our centers had to transform into refugee centers. Oh, wow. So we opened our rooms. We're renting a lot of places. So we opened, we bought a lot of mat- mattresses, sheets, pillows. We pretty much had a lot of women, children, um, just on the mattresses in our center, we organized feeding, we organized closing. So it was a lot of uh, unusual activity that our centers had to do. So we served not only pregnant women, but women with children. So of yeah. course, our focus is pregnant women because right. there's a lot of refugee places. Right. But our centers are focusing on... So that's the first priority, and then everything after that is what you guys can be able to help. i, I got to believe that's put a, quite a strain on your resources then. Uh, believe me or not, uh, actually, God blessed us more than ever. Our budget, I believe, tripled this year. Uh, wow. we, we didn't think where money is going to come from. We were doing, and God was sending uh, resources. So it proved how much God blessing. If you want, you have a commitment not to hide, but go in the war and work with women. Oh, wow. Well, folks, stay tuned. We're going to be back here again with Nadia and Tim and, uh, and listen to a little bit more of this story and how you might be able to join in and help in this effort. Cause, uh, everybody's focused on this right now, what's going on in the Ukraine and certainly what Nadia is doing, helping out these women and these children over there is just profound. So we're going to be right back. Are you looking for ways to increase your business? Are you hungry for business relationships that matter, that helps you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually? Well, welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit via monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility with the entire G7 network. Chapters are forming now in the Chicagoland area and around the U.S., so please visit g7networking.com for details and search for a chapter near you. G7 is looking for well-connected leaders to of integrity and purpose, looking for what's next. 
If this sounds like you, please reach out to us via website, again, g7networking.com. Or if you're interested here in Chicago, just text me at 847-922-1498. Again, Bob Lambert, text me at 847-922-1498. All right, we're back here with Nadia Gordensky and Tim Lynn. Uh, and what a fabulous, if you miss the first two halves, boy, you've missed out on a lot because I got to tell you, this is a heck of a story uh, how Nadia was called into helping uh, moms and uh, women that are pregnant uh, in her home country of Ukraine. Incredibly, she has eight of these centers up in Ukraine that are also acting as refugee centers now uh, within helping women and children there. But also, um, she has a couple here in the U.S. So I'll start out with you, Nadia. You know, there's a, you got a, a BHAG goal here because as I'm sitting with you and Tim, you want to take these 10 centers and multiply them to 24. So why don't you share with us what that's all about and what the goal is and the timeline for doing some of this. Um, idea is uh, Ukraine has 24 regions. So we want to cover all Ukraine with this um, services for women. You have to understand that uh, pro-life movement very, very weak in Ukraine. And right now, okay. during war, this is so crucial because women and children, those are people who are going to bring, it's a future of the country. So right. women could influence their children. And the point is, women should have children. And at wartime, women are so flocking to the hospitals. We know the abortion rate rose dramatically because they're afraid to give birth. Because they okay. because unknown. So idea to open twenty four centers in the big cities of Ukraine and then spread down to the local uh, re, to the region to the local towns and villages. So those are first goal twenty four centers. And uh, what we want to do, uh, we want to be those centers should have place for women uh, to live. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like emergency, temporary housing, plus services where they okay. could get counseling, they could get psychological, material help, whatever our services, pro what we provide. So right. we plan two and a half million running budget for those centers and okay. six million dollars um, so to build those buildings. We, uh, in the best, best scenario is to uh, build brand new buildings, but... If we can buy something, we uh, open it too. As a matter of fact, last week I was in Ukraine and God sent a wonderful opportunity to buy another building in the Khmelnytsky uh, where our really we have a great, vibrant team that's working. And um, so it's opportunity to buy. We started the buying process. of. Uh, yeah. Now, how many employees do you have to have there to support this right now? Um, you're talking about whole organization or one yeah. center? Yeah, in each center, or a total of the center managers yeah. and people that have the staff. We right now we have over 150 volunteers and wow. 28 people staff. But okay. uh, each center, um, it has to be at least three. It depends on the size of the services. So mm -hmm. we run a lot on our volunteers. We started right. actually, only director of the center was paid and all our work was done by volunteers. So the way we train our volunteers, uh, I tell them, 
you consider you going to work only the salary, God pays you salary. That's how right. the mindset that volunteers job uh, in Ukraine, what we teach them, it's not just I want to do it today, tomorrow I change my mind. So if uh-huh. you remember my quote, John Maxwell quote about commitment. Yep. Commitment. So yeah. it's very, very important to train volunteers that they would have this commitment. So yep. you would be surprised how uh, vibrant and how committed our volunteers are in Ukraine, especially during uh, wartime. That's a God thing right there, I got to tell you. Uh, <clears throat> Tim, I want to switch to you because you're going to be the business factor in helping and in, in a great deal in this. And you've already visited Ukraine. How many times have you been over there? Yeah, I was there one time, and I'm going again in March. Going again in March. Right. What was your impression? Coming from cozy America and you're, you know, your conclave there in Huntley and and being a business guy, what was your impression of what was going on over there? Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it's a beautiful country. Obviously, the war conditions make it a little bit difficult. The people are just sweet, pleasant people, hardworking people. But obviously, they've been in a, um, you know oppressed environment with the way the government is there. And um, they're just so you know depressed at this point and so hopeful at the same time. So I saw right. an amazing spirit where they're trying to take back their country and reclaim um, their faith and their hope. Um, at the same token, their means were little, so I was yeah. able to I was able to meet with a lot of them, give a few talks at one of the life centers to fifty women, where some of them had were widows. Um, they've lost their husbands in the war. Um, they had um, divorces or bad husbands, things of that nature, and mm-hmm. um, uh, I think that um, that really proved to be a very beneficial time. They were all very impressed to see the energy that I brought from America, the resources we did some fundraising. Um, so it was, it was a great time. Yeah. Uh, do you have any concern about, I mean, you got a pretty big goal here to raise $6 million plus in operating expenses and all that stuff. And what over, what period of time is that? Are you looking at? Yeah. So, that? so we, we're, we're, we're simply taking the vision that, um, Nadia was given to given, um, from God and we're implementing it by putting it on paper into an organizational chart into a budget. So we're not, okay. um, we're not concerned at all with the ability to reach that goal. That's a, a small goal compared to the vision that Nadia has. Her goal is to be a worldwide brand, a literally right. worldwide brand where women in crisis come to that brand. So right. we're taking what I would call just a very simple phase of 24 life centers, $6 million. You know, we were at a meeting just the other day with the National Christian Foundation, Joe Pringle, um, here in um, Arlington yep. Heights, and he shared with us that Sixty, I think, approximately sixty-six trillion dollars of money will be inherited and moved from generation to generation in the next twenty years. Called the great, right. called the great wealth transfer. So we yep. realize that the wealth is in the hands of of people that have you know achieved it over the years. So we're right. very, very, very um, not even optimistic. We know God will move that money from the wealth into the hands of the organization that needs it. So. We know by putting out a $6 million goal that we're doing God's commandments, to be honest with you. We're, 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 right. we're speaking yep. into action. We're putting our faith into action. We're sowing and reaping. We're asking the, the mountain to move from here to there. We're putting our faith the size of a mustard seed into place. So yep. this, to me, is a very small goal. I know that donors will come along very simply and very easily. We'll meet that budget in one to two years. 
We'll decenter okay. done in three years. And then we'll go on to 150 centers, to be honest with you. So then we'll yep. do a $15 million budget and then an $80 million budget. So right. we have a big God that we serve, a big, yep. big God. And uh, yep. we're, our job is to be bold and put it out there and then uh, let the um, resources come. Yeah. Now, how are we going to promote this, guys? You know, because, uh, you know, we want to get it out there to, to the, you know, more people than just wealthy people. We want to let everybody know that wants to be able to participate in this. So how, how are you guys going to go about doing yeah, that? Yeah, so we're going to have this guy, Bob Lamford, put it on his podcast. He's going to do an amazing <laughs> job. There you go. <laughs> it's going to reach um, a very broad audience. And we expect, yep. we expect to raise $2 million from this podcast, to be honest with you, before, <laughs> the, before the end of, um, of, of, of March. Before there you go. From, um, <laughs> no pressure there. Told us that could happen. You know, he said, "We got a big God. We can do this." So you bet. So uh, well said. So we're we're putting it out there that way. We have you know email marketing lists from our existing networks, and then we're going to our existing um, list and asking those people to post to their list. So we're yes. we're, we're multiplying from one contact to twenty thousand, thirty thousand, and so on. So we have a yeah. four person marketing team and just hired a fundraising person. And maybe okay. Nadia can tell you a little bit about that part as well. Yeah, Nadia, how about that? You got a fundraising person now, boy, helping you out. So tell me about that. Um, <laughs> Tim, <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, um, I want to, first of all, uh, everyone who wants to reach and save lives with us, you could go on our website. It's Save a Life intl.org or contact me personally on the, t- on the phone, on my email. It's Nadia at saveralifeintl.org. So I know that if God gave me a vision, me, my husband, he gave a vision, he will provide. And this is opportunity for people actually who live, who love life. Because listen, Nothing important in life than life. Come on. Yep. Yep. I want to emphasize, when God created a human being, what did he do? He breathed life into human being. So yep. each of us has this peace, little breath of God in us, right? And what God created us by his image. What Satan is trying to do? He cannot harm God, right? God is right. powerful. What he does, he is doing everything possible to harm God's image on this earth. This is his chance to harm God through people. So he tries to kill life, human beings, the mm-hmm. part of God on this earth. So nothing is more important to save those lives and not let Satan destroy because from life, everything good comes, right? right. So yep. if people want to contribute to life, there is no better cause than contribute into saving lives. That's my take on it. And I'm yeah. passionate about it. And come on board and you will be blessed. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Let's let them know again how they get a hold of you. Okay. Um, you could check us out on Save a Life INTL International. That Save a Life INTL dot org. Save a Life International Inc. and dot um, org. Yeah. So on our website, and uh, you could just call me 
I'm giving you my uh, phone, 215-760-1918. I'm so open to speak with you. Invite me to your congregation. Listen, I love to give my testimony. Invite me to your church to talk with you. And I'm sure there will be people who will look for opportunity. And listen, Ukraine right now needs you. Without Americans, Ukraine cannot win. And I tell you as a Ukrainians, and this is my message from my fellow Ukrainians, we need American help. And I'm so grateful that people do help and participate yep. in it. Well, thank you. Well, guys, you got to stay tuned because I'm going to roundtable a mystery subject with these two. When we come back, I'm not going to tell you because you got to come back to hear what we're going to roundtable as far as the mystery subject goes. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Nadia and Tim. We're back here with Tim Lynn and Nadia Gordinsky. Uh, we're going to roundtable a subject. But first, I'm going to tell uh, Tim wrote a book, and it's got a lot to do with the subject we're going to roundtable, Tim. So what's the book, and, and what subject are we going to roundtable? Yeah, so the book is Next Step, uh, Putting Faith into Action. Um, so obviously, from the um, humble beginnings that I started in, I needed a lot of faith. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I, I took that faith, and I knew I needed a lot of action. So it's a true life story for me. Um, I didn't even know it was a Bible verse when I was actually doing it in the beginning. Uh, faith without deeds, uh, faith is dead. So, so faith um, is a lot of hope and a lot of um, uh, promise that you can accomplish something and, and get someplace. And then action means get off the couch and um, go do something. So okay. I knew being a young father that I had um, better be hopeful with faith. And I knew I better take action. So I, I started to create a system of dealing with my struggles and my um, stresses and writing things down for 30, 35 years. And finally, okay. I put that into a book then called Next Step. Yeah. Now, when did you publish the book? Yeah, that was probably uh, maybe about almost 10 years ago now. Okay. And they can, can they still find that out on Amazon? Yes, they can. Okay. So again, the title of the book is? Next Step. Next Step. Great. That's awesome. And uh, that's from taking action, basically, right, is what it was? Faith into uh, action, right. Faith into action. And uh, let's uh, have Nadia tell us a little bit about the book, and then we're going to talk about that action, faith in action. Yep. Nadia, now I know you're working on a book, and so we got to start promoting it because you've got, uh, you've got your publisher lined up already, and I'm sure you're cranking out some chapters. But what's, uh, what's the title of the book, the, the working title right now? Working title, right. It's a little feet and a big heart. So okay. as you see, I have a gift from my team, from my leaders. It's a heart and a little feet in this heart. So I wear right. this piece of jewelry every day. So um, little feet, this is a babies are born, yet to be mm -hmm. born. And of course, without heart, uh, it's not going to happen. So we put right. our heart into action. So. Uh, I love that. I love it. So putting, <clears throat> both of you are a wonderful example of putting faith into action. What kind of inspiration and tips and ideas would you give to our audience out there as to how can they do this? How, what kind of tips and ideas do you have for people to be able to take their faith and put it into action? Uh, <laughs> uh, for me personally, I was not familiar with these terms. Of course, you read the Bible, you know, and Tim is smiling right now, of course. But um, 
when I met him and he visited our family and I've noticed when he was like, he always used this phrase, face into action, face into action. So I was kind of like, okay, so let's see. Um, I thought it's kind of like mystery. It's just more like, a, you know, the empty words. But when you start uh, actually implementing it, so that works. <laughs> Simple, he's laughing. Like little things. We were trying to cross, cross the border through Poland last week. And there was some issues that we knew I, I'm going to be late for my plane. So we got it to the border and we realized, okay, you could, you could have a lot of faith that you cross this border, but it's not going to bring you anywhere. So I could, you know, we even prayed and we see there is no way to go. So we had to do action, maybe unpredictable actions. We just took our faith and we started driving, you know, passing all these lines and getting to the border. And we were stopped at the border and said, where's your ticket? We said, we don't have ticket. So you have to go back in line. We say we're late for the plane. So uh, miraculously, one guy, a custom guy, he lets us through. So he said, okay, you'll deal later. Like, I'll let you through, but you're going to be turned back. So we go through another checkpoint, and again, miraculously, we're looking at each other, and he said, we're a ticket, we don't, we don't have. So where are you going? We said, we're late. Do you have any proof that you're late for the plane, the ticket? We're showing him. He didn't even, he looked at my phone and just like, obviously, he didn't even see what's there. It was, he was in the distance. So he's like, okay, fine, I'll give you a ticket. So we, were, we would be stuck at the Polish border for a day. So, and I would miss my plane. Anyway, point is, we did action. We believed, we prayed, but we had to go through the line. <laughs> right, go through it. Yeah, I love it. example uh, of face into action, but it okay. works for me and it works, for, it could work for other people. Just yeah. Hey, Tim, <clears throat> since you authored a book and it was about that, and your inspiration was that, that you read the Bible, you kind of understood that, you know, that scripture, but... What really turned the turn the turn the dial for you there that you actually manifested that into something to actually do that? Yeah, so so what's interesting is I really didn't read the Bible and get that. I just started doing it. And then ah. and then twenty years later I read I, I read it in the Bible. So so I put the faith into action and then realized that you know faith is uh, you know believing in something that you cannot necessarily verify or hold in your hand. So you right. have, to have faith. So I say faith starts where you stop. Think about that. Mm. So where you okay. stop as a person, now faith can start. So if you're not willing to humble sure. yourself and let faith start, then you can't get to the faith spot sometimes, right? So you right. Have, to have the faith. But you know, I heard of people sitting on a couch and praying and praying and things didn't happen for them. And then it just right. dawned on me that if you would just get up off the couch and start walking towards your, <laughs> your thing, you could do something about it. So as we're right. the hands and feet of God, that makes it very clear you have got to take some action. So action right. is an amazing thing. And, you know, funny story, you know, the, I, I've looked, listened to motivational speakers over the years and goal setters and, and those things. And so one day I put a model of a Learjet on my desk when I was 25 or 26. And I wrote on the engine, I'm going to buy this in 10 years. So for wow. 10 years, people walked in my office, picked up that Learjet model and said, what is this? And I said, well, that's the jet I'm going to buy. And they said, are you kidding me? And I said, no, I'm not kidding you. So the truth is, 10 years went by. The jet, the date came up 
I went and bought that jet. Now that's wow. a material thing. That's a material thing. But that right. proved to me, if you'll have faith and hold on it and take action and go towards it. So now if you put that in biblical terms and out of material goods, it just proves yep. that the way the universe works, the way God works is if you will hold on to your faith and then move forward, what happens, which is so powerful, he will bring the resources to you. He'll bring the Bob Lampert to you. He'll bring the podcast to you. He'll bring yep. uh, Willow Creek to you. He'll bring anything to you if you hold in that faith. And most right. people just, they just can't see it. So they're not willing to take the action. And yep. so I'm just all about just getting up, taking the action. And the cool thing about action is, you could be moving forward and the wind can actually be pushing you backwards. But if you keep your feet moving, you'll actually then eventually move forward when the wind stops. Yeah, exactly. And that's great. What a great metaphor and a great story. Thanks for sharing that because you're absolutely right. Uh, faith without action goes nowhere, you know, and uh, I loved your metaphor. Get off the couch, <laughs> you know, yeah. at least get into action doing something, you know, moving forward. Uh, in little steps or whatever it might be, and oftentimes they are baby steps, you know. Yep. Um, and and as long and I, I deal with that a lot in in sales, obviously with goals and setting goals and all that, and how do you achieve those? Well, it all starts with some action and discipline and doing things, you know, to get forward. But in this case, what's really important, I believe, is that action being God ordained, and that you're actually doing it for a high, for a, a greater purpose, right? Uh, because there is strength in, and and also what I just we have a I'm on a not for profit. We just out, adopted a theme was the speed of purpose. Okay, things happen in the speed of purpose, and obviously with you and Nadia, you have purpose there. Uh, you got a big big hag goal, a big God goal. Twenty four centers within the next three years. That's going to happen. You're going to blow that away. I'm very convinced of that. After actually talking with you guys and how the passion around this and having the opportunity to meet you, that God is going to absolutely provide you the provision you need and to an excess, I believe. So I want to thank both of you for being my guests today. Uh, this is going to be going out, folks, on all the podcast platforms. Please listen to it and. If you got a few extra pennies after taxes or before taxes, please contribute to this, folks. I think it's a great effort, and uh, obviously you heard the spirit from both Nadia and Tim. Uh, it really, really is important that we support our, our uh, brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ in Ukraine. Uh, they're doing God's work over there. So, again, so we're going to be back here again next week with another guest uh, on our podcast. And, uh you got to come back, you know. If you don't listen, then you can't win, right? There's the old saying in Lotto, you can't win if you don't play. Well, here it is with, with uh, Faith Marketplace. You can't win if you don't listen. So <laughs> we'll be right back.